Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're kind of in a period of COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy right now. But one thing might change your mind, maybe, or maybe it will make you rebel against the vaccine even more. It's the potential threat of losing your job if you don't get the shot. Can your employer insist that you have a vaccination in order for you to return to work? That's a big question being debated right now. And Quentin Brogdon is joining us now to have that conversation. He's a fellow in the invitation-only International Academy of Trial Lawyers. Quentin, great to have you back on the show. Good afternoon, Scott. I think I've heard that song before done by the Go-Go's. <laughs> vacation instead of vaccination. <laughs> right. in the, in the I mean, we're, we're trying to figure as many different ways as possible to encourage people to, to get vaccinated. I don't know that that song helps, but it sure puts a smile on my face. <laughs> That's right. So, Well, what can I do for you? Are, are you hearing uh, more employers who are requiring vaccinations to allow their employees to come back to the office or to, to work together at all? Actually, the sense I'm getting just from reading in the media uh, more than anything is that employers are hesitating a little bit. I, I think everybody's been taking a breath to see how many people would do it voluntarily. But you have a good group now. When I say good, meaning a firm group of it's either one out of four or maybe one out of five, depending on the statistics you look at, of people who say, I'm not getting it. I'm never getting it. And that's you know, if we're, we're trying to reach herd immunity, that's kind of alarming. Right now in our area, uh, in northwest Ohio, we're hovering around 40 to 45 percent vaccination or at least 40 to 45 percent of people who have at least their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. So, I mean, this part of the country is on its way, but I'm not sure we're ever going to get to that 70 percent target. I, I think that that there is an availability of the vaccine out there now, and everybody who wanted to get the shot right away has done so, or at least has had the opportunity to get it. That's right. And, and they say for herd immunity, you know, some say 70 percent, 80 percent, you know, it's 80 percent plus or minus. And it looks like we may not get there. So like so many things during this pandemic, it's falling back on individual employers to make the tough decision. Do we require it? Do we incentivize it? And, you know, it depends on what state you're in. If you're an employer, you need to look at your state laws. But, you know, federally and generally, you can require it unless there's a state law that says you can't, uh, uh, unless an employee has a sincerely held religious belief under a federal law called Title VII, or they have some disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act that makes them more susceptible to the bad effects of the the vaccine. 
Uh, and, and then in those cases, you have to make you know reasonable accommodation, and that could include but wouldn't necessarily be limited to letting people work from home. And so that's that's what it is, you know, under OSHA regulations, employers have a general duty to provide a safe workplace for their employees, and certainly COVID threatens that, but exactly how that plays out and what you do as an employer, it's putting a lot of companies in, in a difficult situation trying to determine, do we do we require it? Do we incentivize it? What do we do? Well, there's part of a larger conversation going on, too, about, about the concept of a COVID-19 vaccination passport which is an idea that I absolutely deplore. I mean, I, I understand the principles behind it, uh, and I think that there's a, a different conversation to be had with independent operators, with businesses who might want to know whether or not you've been vaccinated in order to, to fly on an airplane or attend a concert or, or get into a movie theater. I, I don't know that I have as big a problem with those companies asking for that information to let you participate in their commerce but when the government wants to mandate uh, a vaccine, a vaccine check mark on your driver's license or whatever that identification might be, that I believe is where I draw the line with a problem. You're not the only one, Scott. A lot of people have that concern, and during this pandemic, employers and the government have been given a lot of power uh, to essentially invade the privacy and infringe upon the rights of employees and citizens. And, you know, it's, it's justified on the basis, and, and, and to some degree we can debate just how much, that there's an emergency. And there is an emergency, but the question is how permanent will these changes be and where do we draw that line? How much do we tolerate an infringement on employees' rights and citizens' rights in, in the interest of the larger picture of getting this pandemic, hopefully, at some point sooner rather than later, under control? Well, I, unfortunately, I think we're going to be living with COVID-19 for for years to come in some form, uh, much like the seasonal flu. Uh, I, I don't have a problem, and in fact, I, I like the idea of businesses who have stepped up to incentivize their employees to get vaccinated with, with cash or other incentives. I, I think uh, there are several companies, several large companies, that have offered, I think, $100 or $50 to employees who get vaccinated. Other companies, uh, like ours, we have COVID-19 sick days, essentially, which uh, could have been used if you caught COVID-19 or if you needed to take a sick day, an extra day after getting the second vaccine, which has put many people on their ass afterwards, myself included, for at least a few hours, felt like not getting out of bed. I didn't get some of the stronger effects that many people have, but, man, I was tired for a few hours that next day. Uh, so I think that's sure. that's a smart thing to, to do if you're companies. And maybe that line isn't a, a, a black and white line of, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't keep your job or you can't come back into work. Maybe it's a more squishy line. Well, okay, we, we have this much square footage. We're not going to allow people back into this part of the building who haven't been vaccinated. We're not going to allow you to work in groups if you haven't been vaccinated. And, and that's, you know, there are people who may not want to share that personal information, but to return to that aspect of business and, and get off these damn video calls that are never ending right now, Maybe that's a, a little piece of information that you're willing to share. Yeah, I've I've been back. We saw just during the NFL draft, we saw the fully vaccinated war room where where some of the the, the draft rooms, oddly enough, that had people wearing masks. And then the next, I noticed this on Thursday night of the the first round of the NFL draft, there were people wearing masks in some of the the NFL team war rooms. And then the next day, they weren't. 
but the graphic was up there saying fully vaccinated war room. So I don't know if everybody got vaccinated overnight or if they thought, you know what, we can't wear these damn masks. Let's put up there that we're vaccinated so people won't write in. <laughs> well, that's right. And, and President Biden got a little bit of flack from some quarters because apparently everybody, when he gave his uh, address to the joint session of Congress, everybody was vaccinated, but they were still wearing masks. And the debate is, if you show, you know, the president giving a national address and everyone's still masks, on the one hand, you're signaling, well, you should wear masks. Right. On the other hand, are you incentivizing people to go get the vaccination? So maybe you can, at some point, perhaps in the future, stop wearing the masks. So, it, you know, that was a debate that went on. Yeah, and I, I think it's a valid debate. I think that, that the Biden administration is doing a lot of, of virtue signaling right now because, Masks became so politicized under the Trump administration, but uh, perhaps for a good reason. I'm not going to have that debate, but they did become political symbols for various reasons during the, the campaign cycle. And now I think President Biden is continuing with that political virtue signaling by continuing to wear a mask, even though it's unnecessary. He, he in many cases, has been outside around other vaccinated people, and the mask is unnecessary. Hell, we even saw him on a video call uh, alone in a room wearing a mask, which is completely unnecessary. So uh, I get signaling that masks are still needed if you're not vaccinated, if you're going to be indoors in close quarters. But if you're if you're trying to incentivize people to get back to normality and get vaccinated, wearing a mask like that is not the way to do it. President Biden has, has fumbled in, in many ways the entire vaccine, vaccine rollout over the last three months. Well, it, it's it's everyone's being tested, politicians, businesses, and it, there's there are no easy answers. But it, I think one thing both political parties would say is the sooner we can get back to normal, the better for the economy, for everything. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it feels like you know we've had all these Zoom meetings. You mentioned you know these interminable Zoom meetings over the last year. Somebody was saying, well, I've lived, you know, 100 Zoom years, it seems like, because they just, <laughs> you know, one, one chronological year has passed, but they just never seem to end. And it's a different set of skills to sit there and have people watch you and you're focusing on them. It's different than sitting in a meeting in person. Right. I, absolutely. And now people are getting, uh, are, are getting cosmetic surgery just to look better on, on camera because they're on so many Zoom meetings. <laughs> it's an entire new cottage industry. But at the, the heart of the, the conversation that we're having, and we're talking with Quentin Brogdon, CBRLawFirm.com, uh, the bosses that have to deal with this issue right now really seem to be in a no-win situation. It's, it's a matter of personal choice. I'm not in favor of mandating vaccinations, but is it fair for employees who got vaccinated to have to work alongside someone who may not have gotten the vaccine? And at what point do employers have the right to ask that question and make business decisions based on the answers? Well, it, it turns out that according to some guidance from the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the federal commission, employers can actually require vaccines. Uh, there, there was a question early on about whether a vaccination might be a prohibited medical exam. And, and legally, when you consider something to be a medical exam under federal law, you can only have your employees undergo medical exams under certain very limited circumstances. But the EEOC said a vaccination is not a medical exam, which most observers concluded that meant that employers could now require vaccinations. And then the question was, well, what about 
showing, you know, testing your employees for COVID. Is that a medical exam? Clearly a test, you would think, would be a medical exam. And the EEOC said, yes, that is a medical exam, but we're going to make an exception for COVID, and we're going to say you as an employer can test your employees for COVID because of the nature of the circumstances of this pandemic. And so the guidance has been essentially the the federal government, at least, is making exceptions and giving employers powers they normally might not have to infringe on the privacy of their employees and to require things they normally couldn't because of the nature of this pandemic. And we can debate, you know, again, where the line should be drawn. But the question is, once you give up those powers, you know, if this pandemic passes, hopefully at some point or gets under control, will the powers be given back? Are we, are we entering a new phase of a loss of privacy and control on the part of employees and citizens that may persist long beyond the pandemic? A lot of That's rules being uh, a lot of rules being made up as they go too. Quentin Brogdon, thanks for your time as always. Thanks, Scott. Stay safe where you are. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh yeah! Sign up at Robinhood.com/slash/boost-by-tax-day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.